Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor KJ will finish his message, which has been titled Discipleship. In this message, Pastor KJ has been talking through discipleship and using Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 21 as his base text. So if you have your Bibles, please turn them to Romans 12 right now as we join in with Pastor KJ. All right, our fourth phrase. This is our purpose, to be a blessing to the world. In Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3, um, Abraham and God are engaged here, and God is um, establishing his covenant with Abraham. And God says to Abraham that God is going to bless Abraham, and that through Abraham and his descendants, he would bless the entire world. This is a two-part covenant that God is making. Abraham is going to receive a blessing, but his blessing isn't just for his own benefit. He is receiving a blessing so that he can then pass it along to the world. The world will be blessed through Abraham and his descendants. 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9, let me read this from the message. Summing up, be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be humble. That goes for all of you, no exceptions. No retaliation, no sharp-tongued sarcasm. Instead, bless. That's your job, to bless. You'll be a blessing and also get a blessing. Romans 12, we just read this in, in verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Paul's talking about blessing those who persecute us, our enemies. If we're supposed to bless the people who persecute us, how much more should we bless those who are not persecuting us? Blessing others ought to describe our lives. Here's our key activity. It is serving. The way that we bless the world is by serving the world. Being a blessing to the world gives us our purpose. It describes our ministry. Remember way back in the beginning, I was talking about formation and ministry as two halves of uh, discipleship. We've talked about formation, the things that come in, and now ministry are those things that we say and do. All that we do with what we have been given is ministry. The term ministry can be used to mean different things. The Bible uses ministry just to describe all the things that Christians say and do, not just inside the church. Sometimes we think of ministry specifically as the role that we play at church. The Bible describes ministry as the way that we use the gifts that God has given us everywhere we go. So think about the gift that you have that you use here in the church And now start thinking about how can you use that same gift out in the world to be a blessing to the whole world. Here's a few things I want to say about about being a blessing to the world um, and our maturity. Maturity is measured by obedience, not just knowledge. We grow and learn by doing. Ministry is what we say and do, the overflow of the formation of walking with God and becoming like Jesus. It is the words and actions or activities of our lives. It is important to know things about God, of course. But if our discipleship is limited to just knowing information, then we miss out on an important aspect of how we grow and become like Jesus and also the purpose for which we have been made a citizen of God's kingdom in the first place, which is to be a blessing to the world. Ministry is not just what we do, but it should also include what we say. It's both words and deeds. The things that we say should be motivated by love and full of mercy, grace, and truth. The things that we do should be motivated by love for others and produce justice, beauty, and peace 
wherever we are. That's how we fulfill God's mission and bring blessing to our world. There's a lot to unpack in those statements I just made. I know I'm kind of running through it. I'm running through it because these are the things that we're going to discuss in more detail in our foundations class. So we want you to come to the foundations class. I'm just trying to mention them here so you're familiar with them. Let me, let me close this section by saying this. How would your life and relationship with God change and the impact you had on the world change if you thought of your job as ministry? Or parenting as ministry? Or the way that you interact with your spouse? Or the store clerk? Or the person who frustrates and annoys you? What if you thought of all of that as ministry? Is the world being blessed as a result of your maturity and the use of all that God has given you. All right, let's try to pull all this together. So our discipleship definition, it's a lifelong journey of walking humbly with God to become like Jesus, to be a blessing to the world. As we repeatedly surrender ourselves and our old nature as living sacrifices, we are able to walk humbly with God and are formed by a renewed mind and the practices that we listed out earlier, and we become more like Jesus. And all that we say and do becomes a blessing to the world. That's the kind of discipleship we want to practice here at Rebuild. And we're going to lay out in more detail in our foundations class. Again, please come and be a part of that. All right, I opened with some quick qualifiers. I'm going to close with some summary statements. Discipleship is the same for everyone, new Christian or old Christian. We all should be actively walking humbly with God, becoming more like Jesus and a blessing to the world. Discipleship is not just for the new believer. Discipleship is what we do all the time, everywhere, no matter how old we are or how long we've been a believer. Discipleship is a lifelong journey, not just a moment in time. It's not just that time that you sat with that person or when you memorized that thing or read that book or went through that study. Discipleship is a lifelong journey. Discipleship is a way of being. Hopefully you're hearing that. That discipleship is just the way that you live. It's who you are all the time. It's not just an activity. All right, let me, uh, I'm going to stay here for a second because this one needs some explaining. Every disciple needs to own his or her own discipleship. You are responsible for your discipleship. We can't outsource our discipleship to anyone. God never intended it to be that way. We each personally own our own discipleship. We can't outsource it to a person or to a program or to a methodology. Listen, Christians throughout all of history with no resources, with no buildings, with no facilities, with no coffee shops, with nothing, have been able to grow as mature followers of Jesus. It's been hard. It's been difficult. It hasn't been easy, but they've done it. We need to make sure that we don't mistake a preference or a learning style or a system with requirements for growing as a follower of Jesus. If you want to grow, here's the great news. If you want to grow, you can. You can do it. You can do it. And we can help, but you can do it. That sounded like Home Depot right there. <laughs> you can do it. We can help. 
<clears throat> at Rebuild, at Rebuild, we use our weekend celebration services, our prayer times, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, our men's and women's Bible studies, and our friendships, our relationships that we have by being together, by setting up, tearing down, coming out the things that we have, spending time with one another. All of those things are resources that God gives to us. They're blessings and gifts that God gives to us to help us to grow, to walk humbly with him, to become like Jesus and to be a blessing to the world. We believe that discipleship is something we all participate in, not just the pastors or staff. It's something for everyone, as both a giver and receiver. Not exclusively one-on-one, but sometimes one-on-one. Our hope is that in 2023, we'll be able to add a few more resources, a student ministry for middle and high school students. Uh, We also want to launch what we are calling Kingdom Communities, uh, where we are gathered geographically to be a blessing um, to our communities. But we must remember to hold intention that discipleship is both individual and also collective. As I was talking with Pastor Chuck about this, um, he dropped some wisdom, as he normally does, uh, and he said that just like it takes a village... To raise a child, it takes a church to grow disciples. Let me say that again. Just like it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a church to grow disciples. The Bible gives us no record of Jesus having individual, regularly scheduled one-on-one meetings with people. Look, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It might have happened. Jesus might have had a regular routine of when he met with each person on a regular basis that doesn't record that, which means we shouldn't give that more weight than the Bible gives it. And if that's the only way that we think of discipleship, we're missing out on actually the biblical picture of discipleship. It can happen. Please hear me. It can happen. You can meet one-on-one with someone, and sometimes that is what you need, when you need it, and it is super helpful. But let's not mistake that as the only way discipleship happens. Jesus called the disciples to follow him in the context of a broader collection. You could could say a church to follow him. And then he had conversations regularly with them in that context. The disciples were seeking to be with Jesus. And we must remember that's an essential part of our growth. We have to seek after God. Discipleship is for anyone who wants Jesus to be Lord. We want to make Rebuild Fellowship a place of these kinds of disciples. So, we've mentioned it a bunch already. If you haven't already signed up for our Foundations class, it's happening starting this Wednesday night at 7.30 right here. There's going to be some other ways that you can engage if you can't be present. Um, An online option will be made available, and we'll explain a little bit more about that. In closing, God loves you, and he wants to be with you. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of discipleship. God loves you so much, he wants to walk with you. He wants you to want to walk with him. He gave us his Holy Spirit to dwell in us and empower us to become like Jesus. He's patient and he's able to complete the good work that he began in each of us. Our discipleship definition is a lifelong journey of walking humbly with God to become like Jesus and to be a blessing to the world. Did y'all be blessed by the word of God? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So um, there's a a verse that's near and dear to my heart. It's uh, in 
the book of third John or the letter of third John it says beloved above all things I pray that you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers if we're not for anything else in this church we're for soul care and soul prospering so everything that we do that we think about that we strive to put put our hands to um, by way of discipleship is to make sure that your soul is prospering in your parenting, in your marriage, in your singleness, whatever life status or identity that you hold, we know Jesus is with you and he loves you and he will aid you wherever you are, however you are, so that you can grow, your soul can prosper, and you can be a blessing to this world. Does that make sense? So uh, Pastor KJ was... uh, gifted by God um, this weekend to lead and guide us, to catalyze us for what we are going to be doing the entire year, which is getting a good understanding of what it means to be a kingdom citizen. We are in the Bible Belt, so we know how to do church. We are less understanding and intentional about doing kingdom. And so that's what we're striving to do here. It's going to be countercultural. We do not want to look like the world. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our minds. So that means we're going to have to get out of our flesh and get into our faith. We cannot afford or allow our preferences to eclipse God's purpose. So that means we all have some sacrificing, seeking, and submitting to do. Amen? Because Jesus is soon to return. I don't know when he's coming back. And I know many, the old mothers of the church used to say, uh, baby, people dying that ain't never died before. <laughs> Miss Coons, am I lying? They used to say, baby, people dying that ain't never died before. What were they saying about that? They say every day, you don't know if you're going to have it. You don't know if it's going to be your last day. And so because of that, we want to make sure that we are receiving and responding and then reproducing the good news of Jesus Christ in the life of others. And so can we just celebrate and thank God for the gift, the vessel of grace known as Pastor K.J. Hill. Listen, I know my brother agonized over that one. We've been talking about that one for a minute. He agonized, and I'm glad he got some. I'm, I'm going to give him the next couple of days off. Like, don't, don't even worry about coming to the church. You just exhale. You just rest. Do whatever you want to do. Just, you know, so praise God for him. Thank you so very much, my brother. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck returns to begin a new message.